Welcome to the Salon Owners Collective Podcast. Each week on the podcast, you'll hear stories and tactics from experts and influencers who will provide you with actionable steps to transform your business and your life. I'm your host, Larissa McClemon, and I help salon owners move from stress and overwhelm to lead a life of freedom and profit by implementing a strategic framework to grow and scale their business. So wherever you are in the world, I want to officially invite you to join me in this episode and make an important step in your journey towards more freedom and more profit. You know the saying of throwing spaghetti at the wall and hoping it sticks? Well, are you guilty of doing the same when it comes to your marketing strategy? In a crowded industry, failing to create a marketing strategy and a strong sell-on brand could be the thing that's holding you back from growing a million-dollar business. You know you need to, but the actual doing part isn't the easy part. It isn't as easy as it looks, right? After all, you're busy enough putting out fires with your team, dealing with clients, your own family, global pandemics. Where do you have time to create a marketing strategy? This is something that I talk to salon owners about all of the time. And did you consider throwing offers and promotions across your social media channels without considering whether it's going to resonate with your perfect client or what outcome you actually want to achieve will only create a marketing message that seems inconsistent and confused. This is not going to give you the results that you want. So hold fire just a moment on posting that 20% offer just for now. What you need is one secret strategy that will teach you on how to grow your business by attracting the right type of people into your business so they hear your message. That's why I want to introduce you to Taylor Ray. Now, Taylor is one of a kind business. She's a coach living in Melbourne who specializes in strategies ranging from client attraction to manifestation. Taylor works with women all over the world to implement marketing strategies that they need to propel their business forward and truly build a business of their dreams. Now, I know Taylor's advice around client attraction and marketing will be invaluable for your business, but before we meet Taylor, my team and I have created a checklist that will tell you exactly how to make Instagram marketing a whole bunch easier. This is the holy grail resource if you're struggling with your marketing or even just getting started on the salon's gram. It takes away any anxiety and stress about what to post, when to post it. I know you're going to love it. So I'm going to leave the link here in the show notes of this podcast episode. When you click on it, it'll come to my messenger and I will flick you a copy straight away. Meanwhile, let's dive into this episode with Taylor. Taylor, welcome to the Salon Owners Collective Podcast. Very pleased to have you here and have you back. Yes, thank you. It's nice to be back. I appreciate it. (laughs) Well, look, uh, let's start with this. For those that don't know you, who are you, Taylor? Where are you in the world? What do you do? And also, how did you get to be doing that? Yeah, no, um, again, like I said, honored to be here. Thank you um, for a second time. So my name is Taylor, Taylor Ray, you can call me Tay, whatever you want to call me. Um, I am a soulful business strategist is probably the best way that you can describe it. Um, I'm in Melbourne in Australia, uh, which maybe you can hear from the accent. Sometimes people can really pick it and sometimes they can't. Um, But yeah, so the work that I get to do is serving women who are doing sacred work in the world, whatever that looks like for them. Um, helping them to amplify the impact that they are creating and the income that they're calling in as well 
by setting up systems and what I call sacred funnels that serve them as they serve the world. So I, I think I'm best known for blending the woo with the work, which basically means business strategy serves spiritually. So I love to integrate both worlds and to really bring, you know, the energetics of business, but to also integrate the strategy, the masculine, the systems, everything like that, which for a lot of women is often the thing that is the most overwhelming or the most confusing, the thing that we have a lot of resistance around. So the the thing that I get to do every single day, which I love, is just to help women to come into alignment with understanding that those systems are not scary, they're not sleazy, they're not spammy, nothing like that. They actually serve you in terms of the people that you serve, getting you in front of more people, automating that, making it easier for you and bottom line, helping you to expand the money that you're making as well. I love this. And I really love that you mix the woo with the work because I think it's easy to rely on the woo and forget to do the work because you know the universe will provide but the universe I believe the universe only provides those that help themselves yeah. to help make it happen so I love that you've got a blend um, and to take away the structure or the fear around structure or the resistance to structure especially for those listening to this podcast um, Taylor because you know we're creative entrepreneurs and sometimes structure and the word creative don't don't always mix or they don't yeah. want to be mixed but I know for me as a creative entrepreneur systems and processes are the thing that sets me free that's what gives me freedom so I'm excited about this conversation yeah me too me too (laughs) well let's talk specifically around growing a business um, and one of the lifebloods of growing a business is client attraction and I know something that's your that you're specifically good at um, and I know in this industry it's a challenge to find the time to do all the things in business we've got to Mm -hmm. employ people we've got to manage people we've got to serve our clients we've got to think about the rent and the legals and the marketing and the and the and and the list goes on Um, and I know that for some you know relying on referrals if we're great at what we do and we can build a great clientele and we're good at our technical skill uh, referrals will help us grow our business but to only so far and at some point we need to start have start having a bit of a strategy plan around yeah. a marketing plan, but without uh, adding more to our plate. Mm-hmm. So I'd love to dig into this with you. Yeah. Uh, and the strategies that I think are required to build a machine that can attract clients without relying on us being at the center of the brand and mm-hmm. without breaking, you know, making us work more and more hours in inside of our business. Yeah, no. And that's always the goal, isn't it? You know, Uh, it's like we were speaking about just before we started recording you know a lot of the time we sort of get into this world and you know what we do as you said creative entrepreneurs we're attached to the work that we do like we care about it it's an extension of us um and so you know a lot of the time we get in with this desire to create this beautiful impact and to create freedom and everything like that but then as you said you know you start wearing a million and one hats and trying to fill all the roles within your business and suddenly you know that freedom that you started off seeking seems further and further away so it's exactly what you said you know I what I teach my clients is like stop chasing start attracting um and yes of course we're going to touch on the the energetics of that and the manifesting side of it and you know being in alignment calling them in but it's as you said it is not enough to just stop there it's 
this is a big thing for me. I always see it where, you know, if you are, I work with a lot of spiritual entrepreneurs and it's the missing piece for them. You know, they're so used to sort of just like, oh, you know, you know, and so it is and like focus on it and it will be and everything like that. I'm like, that's beautiful. And we always want to set our intentions, but how are we going to support those intentions with aligned action that's in alignment with the goal? So that's what I was saying before, you know, I'm all about the feminine of business, but also the masculine and fusing those two things together allowing yourself to be in that beautiful flow between them, but really honoring the masculine, the strategy, the structures, but seeing that as being sacred rather than that being a very difficult and awful thing. And so, you know, it's like you were saying before, you've got the referrals, which is amazing. And that's obviously something that we always want to welcome and we want to celebrate. And that's a testament to you if you are, you know, getting business from referrals because you're obviously doing amazing work for the clients that you have. And we always want to celebrate that and keep that coming in, but we want to complement it with the way that we set our business up because, you know, yes, referrals are amazing, but it, that's, that's hard in terms of forecasting or knowing that that's going to be something that is sustainable, let alone scalable. And so I'm all about making sure that your business is set up to be scalable so that you can forecast your income so that you can then expand your team so that you can know where your business is going and, you know, create other areas in your life that you might want to amplify out. And that all comes from having those sustainable foundations. So like I said, I'm all about, you know, stop chasing, start attracting. And it's not just the energetics. It's also what you do in your business, which is going to mean, you know, setting up the systems within your business, that means that, you know, you're, you're putting yourself out into the world, whatever way that looks like with your front facing content, which I don't want to get too technical, but we think about that as like the top of your funnel. So think about it, like you cast a really wide net and you know, that net is the internet basically. And everyone's kind of like finding you and then coming into your world. What are you doing to bring them into your world rather than just having them see you and then float off into the ether. Like we want to have a process that brings them into your world and moves them towards becoming a customer or a client. And you want that to be an automated process so that you don't have to be manually doing it and putting on a million hats all the time. We live in a beautiful day and age where, you know, and it, you know, it's developed a lot in the last few years. Let's all be honest about that. Um, where, you know, where we live in a very blessed time where there's so much technology to support us in all of these automated things that we can be doing. So you can like almost digitally replicate yourself so that, you know, you've got like all these extra little hands helping you, but it's basically just your business set up in a way that it is automated and working. Hello. Just me popping into this episode with a little message. If you want help implementing a strategy to help build and grow your team, then let's connect. Become the CEO you know is inside of you and know life is for living, not slaving. If you're committed to leveling up your business, maybe you've thought about working with me, but you're just not sure, then let me tell you who I work with. Maybe we're a match. I work with a certain type of salon owner, a salon or spa owner looking to make a huge leap forward. You have a team of four or seven or more and are already smashing seven to eight K a week or more. I help salon owners prepare and get to $19,000 a week. That's a million dollar business. If you're more than ready to step up and become a real CEO of your business, rather than just another day fully booked on the floor and the business just becomes overwhelming, and stressful. You know you want to grow a team and a sustainable business that's not centered all around you. 
a successful, predictable, profitable business that works without you. Not that you don't have to drive it, but it's not dependent upon you. You're willing to be open, coachable, put the right strategic systems in your business. You're a massive action taker. In 60 days from now, things could be completely different. A year from now, life and business could be better than you ever imagined. If you want to have a chat, see if we're a fit and Salon Mastery is right for you, then DM me. Let's talk. Or you can find Salon Mastery application on www.salonownerscollective.com. Fill out the application. I'll get it. Have a look through it. Keen to find out more about you and your business. All right. For now, let's go back to the episode. Right, I love this because it's kind of moving away from hope marketing, which mm -hmm. is like, I'll put some stuff out there and I hope someone will see it and uh, hopefully they'll book at some unknown time in the future to yeah. really intentional marketing and taking a little bit of control over that so you can plan your business forward and not just sit back and <laughs> with your fingers crossed. Yeah. So let's talk about some of the, um, let's talk about some of those key steps that we need to put in place. Um, what would you say is, the first most important thing we need to think about yeah so definitely you know in terms of like you said don't throw spaghetti at the wall and hope that it sticks <laughs> you want to know first and foremost what is it that you're moving people towards so this is one of the first things that I get my clients to do when we start working together is let's have a look at your offer like the what is the solution that you actually provide that's going to be different for everyone um I work with lots of different types of people coaches course creators service providers like your audience so it is different for everyone and so you do really want to look at you know what is your solution that you are providing and something I teach is you might have like a glorious product suite so I call it your GPS which is super easy to remember but you know as you know a salon owner you might have a, a range of different things that you offer but you want to start to think like okay what is the main thing what's the main thing that I want to move someone towards if they're coming into their my world why would they want to come to me and so what does that look like what is your point of difference who is your ideal soulmate client and like what is it that they are struggling with what is it that they want help with what is the solution that you provide what is the offer that you provide what's the pain point and so this is going to set you apart because it's very easy to go like, oh, well, you know, like it's just, this is my service and there's lots of people doing the same service, but you have to think like, no, no, you're unique, you're individual. What is it about you that sets you apart? And that might be something specific in your service that you have. It might be something to do with, you know, the energy of your salon. Like, you know, it might be something to do with your story, maybe your um, you know, a single mom running a salon, you really, you can really relate to like other single moms, things like that. Like what is it within your business that makes you unique and sets you apart? And how can you integrate that into your marketing and your messaging surrounding your offer? So knowing that first and foremost, we have to know that because if you don't, then you don't know what it is that you're pointing people towards. It goes back to like throwing the spaghetti at the wall, hoping something sticks. You know, people are walking past, you're throwing spaghetti at them, hoping that they like the taste. It's like, no, <laughs> what is it specifically? What flavor does that person want? And then if you can craft that, then you're going to speak directly to them. And then it gets really easy for us to then put the next steps on off the back of that, that's then going to move people towards it. So it's almost like we're reverse engineering it. People say that to me a lot when we do this. They're like, oh my God, this is in reverse to what I thought. And I'm like, yeah, it is. It's the reverse to what majority of the industry teaches as well. Everyone says, you know, 
screw your audience, like do more reels, like, you know, be more on social media. And I, I always say like, that's great, but what is it leading people towards? If you don't know that, then you are spinning your wheels on social. You're doing so much work and you're probably not getting the return that you deserve. So just reverse it, flip it on its head and get clear on the solution first so that you know what you're moving people towards. Yeah, I think that's really important because at the end of the day in the hair and beauty salon, everybody cuts hair, everybody mm -hmm. does color, everybody does a facial. Um, so how are you going to be distinctive? Um, and so back to the, the spaghetti example, <laughs> do you know, it's like, um, I have a food restaurant, but there are a lot of food restaurants and who is going to come into your food restaurant? Well, actually, if you called it a spaghetti shop, you're going to get all the people that love spaghetti yeah. and they will come <laughs> and then you can throw as much exactly. spaghetti yes. them as you like, because they're spaghetti lovers, not just, just Hey, I sell food. And I think we do that as an industry. We say, hey, I'm here and I'm beauty and I, I look after all walks of life. Mm -hmm. doesn't mean that you can't have all walks of life, but you've got to say, we sell spaghetti here. I've got such a good example of this. So two actually, first one, food-wise, here in Melbourne, there's a place called Loon, L-U-N-E, and all they sell is croissants. And there is a line, and I have waited in this line for like an hour for this croissant because they are so well known for doing these amazing croissants that everybody's like, yeah, I'll go. You know, they will literally line up for it. So think about you know that. what you you know what you're going to get when you go there. The best croissants in the world, and they are yeah. they're so delicious. Um, and same thing, you know. Even I just think off the top of my head, you know, again in Melbourne, I don't know if they're everywhere, but um, specifically for your industry, like the Blow Bar. And that is, you know, you go there for a blowout and that's it. That's all that they do. And again, they're booked so far in advance because they are so specific about the thing that they do really, really well. And it's not to say that you can't offer other things, but it's like, what is the main thing that you're going to center on? Or what is your point of difference that's going to make people go, okay, I have to go to this person because they are the person. Um, I'm going to give another example, go back to spaghetti, because I love those two. And this is a question that I get asked a lot, uh, Taylor. And that's like, but I sell drinks too in my spaghetti shop. I keep wanting to say biscotti. Gosh, <laughs> I'm having a moment. Um, so you might be marketing spaghetti mm -hmm. or croissants or uh, whatever, or, or blow dryers. But the fact that you offer drinks as well is great. But what you're really saying is don't go and build a campaign about your drinks menu you are a spaghetti shop stick to the thing like one marketing message to get the one person who's spaghetti mad um and attract them then when they're mm -hmm. in the chair and they're having their spaghetti i don't know how we got into spaghetti shop it's good though it's um, good when we, <laughs> then we can say oh by the way we also have drinks exactly have a, would you like to have a coke or a wine with it 100%. Loon also sells coffee. I didn't tell you about the coffee. I always get a coffee if I go. Exactly. They also sell cronuts, but their big draw card is croissants, and that's why you go. And then same thing for the chair. What's your specific thing? There's going to be heaps of add-ons and beautiful things. And, you know, even, again, I, I thought you were going to go in this direction, but I feel like it's worth touching on. Sometimes people go, oh, but if I'm so specific around this one thing, what about all the other people? And I always say, Yes, you're going to have outliers, like, and don't, it's not to say they're not going to come, like, of course they are, but don't focus on them. You want to focus on who your specific person is, what their pain point is, what do they need from you, market to that person, speak to them in the language that they resonate with and that they need to hear from you, 
you'll attract many, many, many of that person. And you'll also get your little outliers on the side who aren't necessarily exactly that person, but they're going to want to come to you anyway, because you've established your authority as well. Yes. I think that's the key. You know, when you've got a really clear message, suddenly you've got something to say and now Mm -hmm. people are paying attention and they would look at you and say, well, if you can, you know, do spaghetti, you probably also do meatballs. So I'll, you know, (laughs) yeah. Or pizza. Yeah, exactly. So I think, the outliers do go, well, if she can do that, she can do this, yeah. or I want to be part of that. And um, it actually makes you more attractive, I believe. Definitely. Okay. So we we have our offer. We have our point of difference. Now, what do we do? <laughs> now we need to know what the customer buying journey is. So like, what does that look like? And, you know, to break that down, I think a big mistake that a lot of people really, really make in all industries is they are appealing only to the people who are ready to buy now and that is such a small percentage of your audience like don't quote me on the numbers but something like 80 percent of people who are finding you are not ready now and so most people go oh well not gonna talk to them shove them to the side I'm just gonna talk to the people who are ready to buy now but that's what so many people are doing within your industry they're all talking to the people who are ready to buy now and they're all fighting over and competing for that tiny little sliver of people and it's like well, what if you could build a relationship with the people who are at the beginning of their journey and you build that relationship with them and you nurture them so that then when it gets to the point where they are actually ready to buy or to invest in the service that you offer, you are top of mind. You are the go-to person that they're like, oh my God, yeah, wouldn't even have to think twice about it. And so how can you nurture those people? It's so funny. And an example I use all the time is hairdresser which is so wild like being here like on this interview I say this to my coaches and everything I always say you know if you were um you know you know you needed to get a haircut and you wanted to get your hair done really really nicely would you go to the person that you did not know and that you had nothing to do with and you've never heard of before or would you go to the person who'd been showing up in your inbox every day for the last three months say sending you hair tutorials or best practices for growing your hair or different foods to eat to make your hair grow longer, things like that. Like, would you be, who would you pick? And the answer is always going to be the person that you have been hearing from the whole time because you trust them. You've built the relationship with them. So you may or may not have heard this before, like your audience, you know, built, moving them through your no like and your trust. So a lot of the time, I also sort of liken it to a traffic light system. So when sometimes when people come across you, they don't even know that they really need your help. They could be literally searching for something else and it sort of just comes across and it's a little bit interesting, but they're not ready to buy yet. And they're your red lights. Your yellow lights are like, okay, kind of know that I need like a little bit of help with this soon enough. I'm not really sure. Maybe they're like price shopping and looking around and then your green lights are ready to go. I'm ready to take action. I need to make the appointment. I'm ready to do it. So you want to think about that for yourself. You know, what is the journey like for someone that's moving towards you? How can you nurture them and build that relationship out the gate? So don't just focus on the sale. Focus on how are you going to make sure that you meet their needs where they're at right now. So that could be blog posts, literally like what we were talking about before, like the 10 best ways to care for your hair after you've dyed it blonde. I'm not a hairdresser, so that probably sounds horrible. But, you know, something along those lines, like, that is to someone who is going to need to re-dye their hair blonde at some point, that's kind of useful information. They might not be ready yet to do their, you know, regrowth treatment or whatever it is that they're doing, but they need to know the care process. And if you can get in at that point, when they're ready to have their next 
appointment, you're going to be the person that they trust because you've been nurturing them for like the last four to six weeks in between appointments. So it's looking at it like that, you know, what does that look like? And then you keep showing up for them, keep showing up for them. This goes in with so many things. So, you know, what I've just talked about is very organic in terms of a strategy. So, you know, you have a blog post, you have some sort of call to action, and then you move them into your email list and then you nurture them and you nurture them until they're ready to buy. It also goes hand in hand with paid ads. So if you are doing a paid marketing strategy using Facebook ads, think about it the same way, you know, in terms of your ads, you know, when they first see you, you don't want to sell at them. Like, who are you? They don't know. So again, you know, just capture their attention, put something interesting out there. Then you can do your retargeting more to your warm and your hot audience. So, okay, maybe your warm is like testimonials, um, pictures before and afters, stuff like that that really showcase and that showcases. And then your hot, when you're ready to buy, then it's like, okay, here's a 10% discount. Something like that's literally like a full strategy that you could roll out with paid ads that is going to move people through that journey. So it's just about nurturing them where they're at, not just assuming that everyone who finds you on the internet is ready to have a haircut or have some sort of service right now. <laughs> it's not a rejection right now. Oh, no. offer right now. <laughs> we actually um, did some research on this, um, Taylor. I used to run a done-for-you marketing service. I've subsequently mm -hmm. sold it. And during that time, we did some research on all of the clients coming through uh, your traffic light. Um, and what we discovered is about a third, uh, it might have actually been less, it was a, around 20%, bought in the first six, uh, six weeks to three months. And the rest of, of that group that had made appointments actually took a year from uh, the three months to a year to be nurtured, to get to know, like, and trust the businesses before um, they decided to do business with them. And so mm -hmm. it's actually quite a long lead time because if you think um, every appointment is roughly six weeks and you and before you've decided to leave or that you don't like where you're going currently, you're probably mm -hmm. all already on the lookout. So it's actually quite a long lead Definitely. time. And there's a small group of people that are like, okay, I've got a wedding this weekend. I need my hair done today. Or yeah. suddenly today I've got my regrowth and I can't wait any longer. It needs to be this week. Um, <laughs> but that's the smaller piece of the pie, right? Exactly. Exactly. It's just about nurturing that. And if you can focus on that, like you said, you know, 20% are buying now, 80%, they're not buying now, but they will. So look for that 80% and support them and it will grow your business exponentially. For sure. All right. Well, let's talk about if we've got the right offer and we've made ourselves stand out uh, with a point of difference. We're aware of nurturing people through red, orange, green, well, that's kind of the final piece. Mm. Then it's then it's looking at, so once you've got all of that down pat, then it's about looking at like, okay, now we get to look at that fun side of the, the attraction piece, you know, stop chasing, start attracting. Okay, once we attract, what do we do with it? So then it's about automating that process. And this is the second piece of a three-part strategy that I teach, but the second piece is so important because you know, it comes, it's like almost the flip side of the coin. You know, if it's either we don't have enough leads and we don't have enough sales or we have so much going on that then we can't keep up with it. And so then we're doing, you know, it's almost the, the same problem dressed up differently. You know, before it was like doing, doing all the things in order to try to get people. And then, you know, if you've then got people, it's like, okay, now I've got to do all the things to keep up with them. So we definitely want to make sure that we're automating our business and making sure that we have, 
a process that goes from entry point, like, hey, hi on the internet, I'm Taylor, nice to meet you, to, hey, you're sitting in my chair and I'm doing your hair. You know, automate that entire process so that, you, again, your business is working for you. One of my mantras in business is, like, set up systems that serve you as you serve the world. Like, you have your zone of genius, you have your magical thing that you offer to the world, let that be your focus. Stop wasting your time on all the things that you can automate. So you definitely want to look at, you know, what is your entry point? So I feel like I sort of touched on it a little bit before. If we go with that same example of the blog post, you know, that might be where someone sort of stumbles across your website online. You can then have some sort of call to action. Maybe it's a free guide. Maybe it's a voucher to come and redeem in store you know you could do something like that and think outside the box like yes you could definitely just do like a discount code but maybe you could put together some sort of like free like a strategy session for your hair like a hair consultation where you know they can come in they can speak to you about it you know you can really automate that process that's something that you could offer for free and I've I've been in this situation as a client in different services before where there, and it's so beautiful. I love seeing it in businesses where before I know it, oh my God, I've downloaded the thing. I've booked in the time and oh, I'm there. Like it's already happening. And so that's what you want for yourself within your salon. Can you put something together like that where you offer like a free hair consultation or something like that? So they might read the blog post. They keep reading through. It's like, you know, or you could do a quiz, like what's the best hairstyle for you or what's the best hair color or something like that, something that's valuable and it's free. You know, you have to think for your business model what works. Maybe you, you know, you're able to do the free consultations. Maybe not. Maybe it needs to be something a bit more digital and doesn't require your time. So figure out what you can offer for free in exchange for an email address. And then once the beautiful thing, right? Once you've got the email address, you've captured that information. So you, you own your email list, like not like social media. We don't own the space that we have on Instagram or Facebook could fall away tomorrow. Your, your, inf your email list is something that you actually have. So you're going to be able to reach your customers in a whole other level. That's amazing. But one thing that I really would love for you guys to hear me on, people miss this all the time. They really don't leverage the power of the thank you page. Um, I get my clients to do this and it changes everything in how their business is run. Utilize your thank you page. So if someone opts in for a freebie, something that they get for free on the thank you page, how can you leverage that to book into your calendar? So have a video from you. Maybe it's a video of you. Maybe it's a video of the salon. Maybe it's a mixed up video of different people who are like raving about your services, something like that. And then offer them the opportunity to book then and there. So like I said, if you can offer your free hair consultation, that's a good time. Like that's so good. So if you could do that, maybe not. Maybe it's booking straight away in for an appointment with a discount, you know, something like that that incentivizes them taking action then and there. If they book now, get 50% off your first service, you know, something like that. Again, this isn't requiring anything from you. You set it up once, your video works for you. You've got a call to action button on the page. They click the button. It takes them straight to your booking calendar and they book. And you wake up in the morning and your booking calendar is full. And you're like, I don't have to do anything. Like that's what we want. And then you can focus on the top of your funnel with your organic and your paid strategy. But we have to have that whole process set up first because that's your business working for you. And that's, that's where the magic happens. I love it. All right. It took us on a, um, a winding road of amazing ideas and uh, <laughs> there was a lot to digest there. So um, I love all of it. So we talked about 
finding your point of difference, um, what are, uh, you know, paying attention to the people at the different parts of the buying journey and not just putting ourselves out there for what I would call the low hanging fruit. It's a little bit, my, my analogy is when we, not that I've done this for a long time, been married for quite a long time now, but you know, if you go to a bar on a Friday night um, and we said, hey, would you like to have a drink? There's a small percentage of people that might be expecting a little bit more that particular night, pretty small percentage, but most people, you know, they want a phone number, they want to chat first, maybe chat on social media, get to know you for a little bit before they <laughs> jump right in. Yeah. And I think we need to, what you're saying is that we need to take the same approach, slowly yeah. does it, get to know people. So mm -hmm. I love that. Um, and then get clear on how are they actually going to book in? What is the call to action to get them off the socials and into your chairs? Mm. I love it. All right, you're a business owner. Yeah. Business is hard. Um, <laughs> what is a quote or a mantra that keeps yeah. you sane, on the straight and narrow, that keeps you focused, that you can share with us? Mm. Okay, my favorite, and I feel like it's so in alignment with you saying that business is hard. My mantra that I live by is let it be easy. Um, honest, I live by it and I say it probably every day to at least one of my clients let it be easy. That doesn't mean sit back and hope for the best and just, again, manifest and hope it just plops in your lap one day. No. But what it does mean is be very intentional with the action that you are taking. I always say to my clients, are you doing something that is impact or income generating or are you just busy? Like, what are you focusing on? So be intentional with your time. Pause. Reflect, like, look at yourself. What am I doing right now? Am I allowing this to be easy or am I getting really into the thick of it and making this a whole lot harder than it needs to be? If it's feeling overwhelming, if it's feeling stressful, how can you zoom out? I do it a lot myself. If things are feeling too much, zoom out like a bird looking down. What's the most important thing right now? And how can I make sure that what I'm doing is setting me up for that long-term success and really moving me towards my goals? So yeah, always just let it be easy. Even though it doesn't always feel it, just bring yourself back to that. Remember, you always have a choice. What are you going to choose? I love it. Agree. All right. What about uh, a book, a podcast, mm. uh, or something that you've engaged with and has been super helpful that you can recommend to our listeners? Yeah. Um, the book that I would recommend, I've read it in the last, I think, year. And it really goes hand in hand with letting it be easy is Essentialism by Greg McKeown. That book was life-changing. I cried several times in that book, which you really wouldn't think because it's such a like strategy book, but it was just called me out many times in different ways that I was focusing on a million things that didn't matter. And so Essentialism is the book is all about, you know, really what is your highest form of contribution? And how can you center on that and make sure that everything that you're doing is in alignment and supports that? And I think that that just goes hand in hand with, you know, letting it be easy for yourself. So if you feel overwhelmed or stressed or like too many things are happening or you're not getting to your goals as fast as you want, I highly recommend that book. I will be reading it again. <laughs> Amazing. All right. I'm going to put the link to that book in the show notes of this episode. Uh, Taylor Ray. I loved having you back on the podcast again. I really appreciate the time and your insights and there's really good creative ideas there. Somehow we managed to talk a lot about spaghetti, but um, I think it was useful. Hopefully, hopefully. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Taylor. Thanks so much for having me. Appreciate it.
And that's a wrap. Thank you, Taylor. I hope you found these marketing strategies super valuable. It's super important to get super clear on your salon's dream client marketing strategy. Help move the needle in your business, drive sales. Ideal goal, right? Now, I have something for you. My team and I have created a checklist that will tell you exactly how to make Instagram marketing a whole lot easier. This will be your holy grail resource if you are struggling with marketing or even just struggling with starting to get your salon a good gram presence. It takes away any anxiety or stress about what to post, when to post. I know you're going to love it. So I'm going to leave a link in the show notes of this episode. Uh, once you click it, it'll bring you through to my messenger and I shall send you a copy. All right. Thanks for tuning in. Look forward to connecting with you same time on the podcast. Ciao for now. Thanks for joining me on another episode of the podcast. Tune in every week as I reveal the latest insights and advice on what it takes to truly master your inner salon CEO and master your salon success. Subscribe to the Salon Owners Collective podcast on iTunes or Spotify or visit us online at www.salonownerscollective.com. But make sure to join me in my Facebook group for answers to common questions and much, much more. Thanks for listening and I look forward to tuning in with you again next week.